What's up guys, this is The Organic Guy and welcome to Organic Adventures where we are all about starting, engaging and documenting conversations that uh, will hopefully help you understand and experience what organic is all about and today, today we have a very very special guest on the show but before that I'm going to like to um, give a quick shout out to our friends at Think Organic Kenya who proud themselves as being the home of um, organic products um, so they are basically trying to make it easier for you and me to live an organic lifestyle really um, conveniently and uh, trying to make them easily um, available to each and every single one of us so all you have to do is just visit their website thinkorganic.co.ke also or download their, um, you know, their app from Android or um, Apple Store for you to be able to enjoy your shopping so today uh, we are very very privileged to have with us Admaina of um, Kenya Biodiversity Coalition who are really really working very very hard to make sure that um, we or the, they, conf- they conserve um, every single bit of our biodiversity that we have in the country so today we're going to talk all things about biodiversity and um, we'll try and delve a little bit about um, the very controversial topics of GMO trying to understand what it is and what is the current situation um, in the country so ladies and gentlemen without further ado all right uh, guys welcome back to organic adventures and as i promised you guys we are one-on-one with Anne Maina, who is the coordinator for kenya biodiversity network so it's a pleasure having you and thank, thank you. you very much for creating time for us thank you so before we even go further i think it's fair you have an introduction of um, what you do and uh, what you're all about Thank you, Brian. I'm happy to be at, on the program. Pleasure. Um, my name, as you've heard, is Anne Miner, and I'm the national coordinator of the Kenya Biodiversity Coalition, yes. which is a coalition of over 60 member organizations all over Kenya. Okay. Uh, we have membership broadly from faith-based organizations, from yeah. consumer-based organizations, NGOs, CBOs, uh, and even animal welfare networks, all of them committed to issues related to biodiversity conservation and promote promotion of organic or what you call agroecology. Yes. Uh, we have been in existence from as far back as 2007, working on these issues, uh, campaigning on uh, biodiversity conservation, yes. uh, protection of our natural resources. Yeah. And in the recent past, not really recent, but uh, we've also been quite key and loud on issues of uh, biotechnology and especially modern technology, yes. modern biotechnology, yeah. which includes genetically modified organisms. As an organization, our stand is clear. Mm-hmm. We say no to GMO yeah. because we have key issues related to the socioeconomic concerns, yeah. farmers' rights, access to seed. Okay. Because for us, our biggest concern is who will control the seed market. Because yes. If you look at genetically modified organisms, mm. they are not products that naturally occur in the in the in nature. Yes. yes. Uh, naturally, you find uh, male and female come together and procure. Yeah. But with the GMO, that happens in the laboratory. Yeah. And uh, it's reached a point where the kind of laboratory process, be it be, it be uh, using the the gun to do the genetic modification, yes. the splitting the genes is not very um, precise. It's not very precise yes. and there are key challenges that have come up because uh, some of the scientists have raised concerns about a lot of the 
uh, genetic disorders that have come up mm. in the recent past being a pro being being because uh, it can never be really precise yeah. and right now we are going to where uh, scientists are going a level higher yeah. to what they're calling gene editing synthetic biology yes. which is not even defined under modern biotechnology yes. GMOs yeah. it's uh, it, it is not even in, included in the, the definition even in Kenya mm. even in the con convention on biology, biological diversity yeah. and so there's a move uh, towards uh, trying to bring this on board because they are even more complicated yeah. if you look uh, over the last over 20 years yeah. maybe 25 years Countries like the U.S. have been told that we've been told that uh, have been growing GMOs and no one has died. Yes. But you find that genetic modification there is mostly on maize, yeah. which they call corn, uh, maybe soya. on cotton, on yeah. soya. Yeah. These are not products that are consumed on a daily basis by uh, mm. people. people yeah. Most of them are products that are consumed by animals, mm. uh, the cows, yeah. and. Uh, feed for animals and domestic animals yeah. and so they they are not the impact is not directly if you look at maize for example in kenya we consume it as ugali as uji mm -hmm. as um, uh, choma, yeah. and that is a direct product that we eat okay in terms of legislation in kenya uh the still that ban on gmos that came into force in 2012 yes. the kenya biodiversity coalition was very instrumental in that yeah. Uh, and we are happy that the cabinet made that decision and have remained steadfast on that because yeah. until we reach a point where Kenyan scientists are able to do their own scientific analysis mm. or even their own procedures in Kenya, yeah. it is not fair that uh, we become uh, people that are going to be used as uh, experiments yeah. to test on some of these products. Yeah. The multinationals that are pushing the genetically modified products yeah are mostly into it because of uh, accessing the market yes. for the seed. Once you access the market for the seed, you control the food, yeah. you control the whole value chain, and that is a very dangerous. And uh, you can see now, especially in Kenya, with the rising challenges with uh, non-communicable diseases like diabetes, cancer, yeah. no, diabetes, hypertension, a lot of it is related to our food because yeah, we've reduced our food even when the government speaks about food security it's just mm. about maize yeah, exactly. yet there is need to diversify yeah. and go back to a lot of our traditional crops to ensure that you have proper nutrition yeah. and avoid the move towards a lot of the fast foods which the younger generation think is the in thing to eat uh, chips or fries every day yeah. and that uh, is a key concern for us yeah uh, so I think, I think it's very fair. You've given us a really good overview of um, what you guys are all about mm -hmm. in terms of um, the Kenya Biodiversity Coalition mm -hmm. and what you stand for. Mm -hmm. uh, I think now we know what you're all about. Mm -hmm. So before we go deep into these issues, why can't we just define for someone who doesn't yet know what is biodiversity? Biodiversity um, is, can I say, what you actually see in a truly natural environment. Yes. Uh, in existence, biodiversity is, for example, if you go to a forest, let's say Mount Kenya forest, yeah. and there has not been much interference. Mm. And so there's a variety of all kinds of plants, mm. uh, what you may say, core weeds, yeah. herbs, and all this. Yes. And the importance of biodiversity is that that natural 
environment where all these things are in existence even the animals and the and the and even the plants. The, the plants the insects okay. they are able to sustain themselves for example if you go to a forest mm. mount kenya forest if you go to the amazon mm. these are places where they coexist and are able to replicate yeah. even if a tree falls down they're able to others have, have the pores are there they can grow they, they, when the trees are growing, they are attracting the rainfall. It yeah. is a natural cycle. Yeah. What we, when you go to an area where there's no much biodiversity is where you find like monocultures. Let's yeah. say, for example, in the west, yes. where you have huge plantations of maize. Yes. Or if you go into Narok and you have a huge plantation of maize or wheat, yeah. that, that system is not biodiverse. When you have that monoculture, mm. you have many challenges, for example, of weeds, insects that are atta able to attack that particular crop, yeah. if it's wheat, if it's maize. Okay. Because when you have a biodiverse environment, let's say in your backyard, you keep it as natural as possible. Mm. So you grow all kinds of products, kumawiki, spinach, um, onions, mm. uh, pilipili. That environment is a push and pull for different factors. For yeah. example, if the aphids or the insects want to attack the the, the, the vegetables, yes. the, the the onions and the pepper are able to repel them. And that's why we promote a lot of this uh, biodiversity conservation. Yeah. In everywhere, be it the forest environment, the marine environment, yes. everywhere that we go, keeping it as natural for, as, as possible. possible. If yeah. you look at, for example, our oceans now, there's a big challenge with the pollution with mm. plastics yes. whales are dying yeah. and when they are when they when the scientists uh, do a dissection or they the mouth the, the stomach bats yes. it's full of plastics yeah that's not natural and that's why a lot of questions are being raised about even our marine environment and the pollution being caused by uh, a lot of the plastic products yes in kenya we have banned our plastic paper bags Mm. But the plastic bottles and all this are still it's a big threat, and it's important that uh, we 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 move towards more uh, ways to conserve and sustain our environment. Yeah. Mm. So it's very important you've uh, mentioned about now biodiversity, because mm -hmm. uh, the other day we also saw um, FAO mm -hmm. they released a report on biodiversity, the situation of biodiversity in the world, and uh, it was very important to note that there is over six. 6,000 uh, different kind of species that we can consume mm. but currently we are utilizing well under 200 um, species of them that we are consuming so we are way under in terms of the diversity of food that we are consuming as humans so going with that report and uh, they're saying that you know we are putting much pressure you know a lot of the biodiversity is under threat mm -hmm. so why is it why is it important that we should really be keen on conserving uh, biodiversity because at the end of the day uh, the the diverse environment that we we, we live in mm -hmm. they all contribute to our well-being, be it even uh, looking, for example, for medicine. Mm. You find that a lot of the manufacturing companies that are con manufacturing medicine yeah. are able to extract the products from various species all over the world. Mm. If you look, for example, the Prunus africana, the tree, the scientists have not been able to extract the active ingredient in it. Mm. And when and uh, when you speak to a lot of the people who have experience, yeah. they say that prunus africana is a good hub, the mm. back when you boil it and the roots is good in terms of protecting men 
especially against prostate cancer. The interesting bit, the scientists have not been able to extract it and put it in a tablet. Mm. So a lot of it is you boil the bark or the roots, then you drink. Yeah. Even when you go to a lot of the traditional communities, like if you visit men who are the so-called council of elders, <laughs> yeah. and they see Prunus Africana, many will know this is good for us. Yeah. And when they do the, the soup, they boil the soup after, when they're doing ceremonies, yeah. they put a, a bark or the leaves of Prunus Africana, mm. and it's good. So you can imagine, a lot of these over 6,000 species, yeah. we could have a cure for cancer there. Definitely. So we need to conserve them and mm. be, if, and be uh, protect them, for example, even in Kenya. Yeah. Some years back, there was a scandal about um, an enzyme that was collected from Lake uh, Bogoria. Yes. And this active enzyme, the active ingredient, is what is used to manufacture stonewash jeans. Mm. And the company that uh, was able to, let, let me say, pirate or biopiracy, mm -hmm. picked yeah. that, went with it to Europe, yes. and have been producing stonewashed jeans. Wow. The communities have never benefited from that. Hmm. And if you look at the Kenyan uh, population now, we have an, a big number of people who are doing science, mm -hmm. and they can do that. So we also call on the government to actively uh, support science and research. We yeah. are not anti-science, anti-research but you want locally, local researchers to be supported. Yes. Because imagine if a Kenyan scientist had discovered that and we could produce the stonewash genes as Kenya. Yeah. Wouldn't be able to, 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 to earn so much money. Course, that company yeah. is big, the budget is like several times Kenyan's budget in a year. Mm. So we could have made a lot of money out of that, but sometimes we are not very uh, patriotic as Kenyans. So yes. it's important because these people are allowed access by the, uh, the government. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's also important you've mentioned about that because um, I noticed most of the, um, the um, eco friendly and biodiversity. Um, networks are NGOs and you know private companies so the government hasn't really hold uh, a grip on uh, trying to protect its um, biodiversity yes we have uh, government organizations um, that do promote it but can you say that the government is really putting a lot of effort in terms of protecting its biodiversity yeah I think uh, they are trying now I know for a fact now we're in the process of developing a national biodiversity strategy mm. uh, it's still in draft form i think this year it should uh, be uh, ready yeah that's a big step forward there was another one before but not much had been done but i see i see now even a, with a lot of the bureaucrats within the government agencies mm. there's a lot of uh, move towards protecting our diversity of course we must appreciate the work that uh, the civil society are doing, mm. the NGOs, because we've worked very well together. Even in uh, as KBOC, we have contributed to that national biodiversity strategy yes. that is being developed. And so the move towards is good, but we need much more effort. Yeah, more can be done. Yes. So one thing that suddenly is not contributing to biodiversity is um, GMO. Um, so when we talk about it, uh, before we even go deep into GMO, I guess there's someone out there who doesn't know what is what is GMO. So can you sort of uh, give them a light? GMO, GMO stands for Genetically Modified Organism. Yes. In Kiswahili, in Tanzania, they call it Vinitete. Oh, say that again. Vinitete. Vinitete. Yes. Right. So Genetically that. Modified Organisms are mm. products of what we call modern biotechnology. Yes. And don't confuse biotechnology and modern biotechnology. Biotechnology is broad. Okay. The fact the people who do brewing, 
of local brews mm. they use biotechnology. The development of insulin that's wow. used to, the, to 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 help to is given to people who are who are suffering from diabetes mm. is through biotechnology. The process of baking yeast mm. using yeast to bake bread is biotechnology. The controversial bit is what they call modern biotechnology, biotechnology. Yeah. which is a process that does not take place naturally because if it is bring of busa mm. that is a natural process you yeah. just have to put the active ingredient if it's baking it's a natural process yeah but now when you come to modern biotechnology these are products of the laboratory yes. it's not your normal sexual relation yeah. that brings a product or normal crossing of uh, like if Genes. it's bees, a crossing of genes normal, mm. or if it's bees that move from one maize crop to another to pollinate, mm. that doesn't happen. It's uh, something that's happening a lot in the laboratory, yeah. and that brings a lot of controversy because the process is not precise. It has caused some challenges with especially cases, some cases, some people say some of the cases where children are born with a, a little bit of abnormalities mm. may be caused by these genetically modified genes. Yeah. For example, if you look at autism, some scientists have suggested that. Uh, if you look at, for example, cerebral palsy, when you look at a mm -hmm. child who has cerebral palsy, it's only one gene mm -hmm. that does yeah. not that goes wrong. Only one, yeah. and you can imagine the child gets cerebral palsy. Wow. And so we are asking the process, the normal process of tissue culture, for example, to mm -hmm. develop a tissue culture banana. It's very normal and it is right. Mm. But this process where you're taking and crossing species barrier. Yes. Because when you go to the laboratory, you can inject, you can uh, inject the gene from the tomato mm. to, or from a fish that lives in the deep seas and cold seas to a tomato, so the tomato can survive in a cold environment. Yeah. Yeah. That. But now we are going. That's that's food for us. And when you eat the food, it may not kill you today. But 20 years later, you see the effects. Yeah, it doesn't kill you quick, but 20 years later, you see the effect. Mm. So, a lot of the countries, for example, Zambia, mm. in the time of the late, their late president, Levi Mwanawasa, yeah. uh, in 20, 2002, the country was facing hunger. Mm. And the president was under pressure to accept GMOs. Until the Western countries were saying, this president is refusing to eat for us to bring in GMOs yeah. and the people are going to eat, to die. And he was very adamant that they are not going to accept GMOs. But mm. uh, when the pressure became too, too much, they reached an agreement, bring in the GMOs milk. Mm. Because when you bring it milk, you as a farmer will not save for the next president. Yeah. Because you know, when you bring it as, as grain, Many of the farmers will like, will I eat everything? What, what, where will I get money to buy yeah. seed next season? Yeah. So they eat a bit and leave some and plant, and you cause contamination of the yeah, genes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that other one, I think it's uh, it's at least now people have an idea of um, what GMO um, is. It might be, you know, a foreign word to some people, but I think you've put it very clear. And there's um. Uh, some arguments that people have uh, for GMOs, mm. they say that this is technology, you know, people have been doing it. Mm. Um, when uh, we cross, um, you know, um, hybrid seeds, hybrid seeds have been, um, you know, are GMOs because you're taking genes 
um, from one plant and transferring to another. No, hybrids are not GMOs. Yes, so that's, that's, that's <laughs> the point that I want you to differentiate uh-huh. and uh, try to, you know, help okay. people understand okay. what is the difference. When you're talking about hybrids, hybrids is pure uh, crossbreeding. Yes. What happens, for example, if you want, uh, you're in the central highlands, mm. you want maize that's not too too low, too uh, too tall too yes. or too short. Mm. You want some small, uh, maybe a medium size. Yeah. You cross, you you cross pure breeds, mm. and then when you grow them, they give you the pure breed that is at the middle level. Yes, yes. And that happens naturally. It's maize maize. Yeah. GMO is maize pig. Maize, tomato, yes. maize, it's not the same the same species. You're crossing the species barrier. Yeah. And that's why I'm telling you hybrids are not GMOs. They're just pure crossing of same breed yeah. to get same a species. desired trait. Yes. And that's that's very okay and we have no issue with that. Mm. Even in tissue culture, it's just getting the right species and crossing the same mud, banana, banana. Mm. Yeah. But when it becomes banana, uh, donkey, that's GMO. Yes. You're crossing the species barrier. Alright. Yeah. Um, something doesn't sound right when you say, <laughs> you know, crossing it from uh, banana to donkey. You know, it's something fishy about it. Mm-hmm. But now in Kenya, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've had a ban um, of GMOs. Was it since 2012? Uh, 2012. 2012, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then last year we saw the president sort of giving a not a green light but a hint that mm-hmm. we may start growing um, GMO. So what, what has changed in the process since 2012 up until now? Um, is there a legislation that has gone through that now the government feels it's ready to venture into GMO farming? Uh, according to your own understanding, what is mm-hmm. what has changed in between? When the government uh, banned, uh, the cabinet made that uh, ban on GMOs in 2012, yeah. They went forward and appointed a task force led by Professor Kihumbo Thairo mm. to look at whether Kenyans are ready to, ac- to accept GMOs or just do a research. Yeah. And remember, as the Kenya Biodiversity Coalition, we contributed to it. Uh, after 2012, again in 2013, mm. Kihumbo by Thairo, conti- they continued with that uh, work, they yeah. were commissioned. Unfortunately, uh, over five years down the line, yeah. The report, the thyroid report has never been released. We have used our lawyers to follow up on that issue. Uh, the National Biosafety Authority, which is a competent a- agency that mm. uh, deals with issues related to genetic modification, yes. and uh, even the Ministry of Health who commissioned that research, mm. their stand is that the report has to be to be approved by parliament, taken to parliament, read, yeah. approved, then it can be taken to the cabinet. Mm. So we have been asking a lot of questions why that has not happened. Our belief is that the thyroid report recommends Kenyans are not ready for GMOs because why the stalling? Why the 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 desire not to release this 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 report? Uh, and also with the with the ban there's been a lot of pressure. A few years back there were people who were saying we are going to leave this ban in a few months mm. and all this. And then now there's now the big push for BT cotton. Yes. When you speak with uh, people out there, they tell you we have moved away from maize because maize you have made it very controversial. Mm. We are going to BT cotton because BT cotton is just fabric. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. fabric. Yeah. But the truth is, BT cotton is only forty percent fabric. Sixty percent is cotton seed oil, uh-huh. which you use for cooking. Wow. 
cottonseed oil, yeah. it's cottonseed cake that goes into animal feed, it's cotton straw yes. that also goes into animal feed, 60%. Yeah. Only 40% ends up as fabric. And if you look at countries like India where BT cotton has been grown, there have been even cases of allergies because of the use of BT cotton. Yeah. Burkina Faso started growing BT cotton and in two years the band is 2016. Reason being, the variety that they were introduced to, which is the one that is also being pushed in Kenya, yeah. was a shorter strand. So Burkina Faso went to be a huge exporter, one of the leading exporters of cotton to, to Europe and America. Yeah. And it came to bottom of the group because the strands were shorter. Who wants a short strand? They prefer long strands yeah. so that the spinning is very easy. Yeah. It reached a decision in 2016, the Burkina Faso government said we don't want BT cotton, they banned it, yeah. they went back to their conventional varieties. If you look for example in Kenya, the reason why the cotton uh, industry went down was not an issue about uh, the variety. It was a conventional variety, yeah. it was not variety. Farmers were not getting paid for their cotton. The cooperative sector went down. The Cotton Development Authority was not, uh, was not fulfilling his mandate to the farmers. They would supply the cotton, yeah. they would not get paid. Eventually, the farmers abandoned this cotton. It's not worth because you're not getting money for it, you're not getting value for it, and that's yeah. how Kenya went down in the cotton sector. So there's a lot of people misadvising our government and our president saying that BT cotton is the way to go. Mm. Yet, BT cotton, the price of BT cotton will be almost 40 times the cost of the conventional varieties. Wow. I've written an article on this. It will yes. be almost 40 times. The beneficiary is a multinational pushing it. Yes. So it's about control of market, control of resources. Wow. Of course, these multinationals repatriate most of its profit outside. Mm. Who is the beneficiary? Will the farmer be able to afford that seed? No, is it really going to contribute to the Big Four agenda? I don't I think so. Yeah. In the textile industry, it is not. Yeah. We are better off to start off with the conventional variety. Mm. Look at it because it was not the reason why the, the textile industry failed in Kenya. Yeah. And so that is the biggest challenge with this push. And I believe our president has a lot of goodwill with us. Yes. But there are people who are pushing this agenda because for them, it is about making money and profit for multinationals. Yeah. For me, you've mentioned very two very important points, that um, the failure of uh, cotton farming in the early 80s, 90s wasn't really due to production, mm -hmm. it was due to mismanagement. Yeah, exactly. um, so the issue of production isn't really the issue. Mm -hmm. And number two, the high cost of purchasing the seed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've had, I've read reports where um, the multinationals, you know, say we will be giving seeds to the GMO seeds to farmers for free. But, um, how, how sustainable is that? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just picturing a point where they might get and say... It's a way to get you hooked to it. Yes. If you look at a country like Malawi, mm. Malawi introduced what they call the fertilizer support program. Yeah. Similar to something we had in Kenya. The first one or two years, the company was supplying free mm. to the government. <laughs> yes. And of course, it, re it was reaching the farmers. Mm. They got hooked into it. 
after two years mm. you buy Malawi which is a very small country currently spends about 200 million US dollars on the fertilizer support program because once you start using it money. yes because they have to support the farmers because once you started on it it's like a, a drug yes you start off bit by bit but the next time you're selling your kanzu mm. because you want to get the 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 supply you want to you, you are hooked to it mm. so the farmers are hooked to it the soils are becoming graded each season you have to use more fertilizer more fertilizer it's unlike the organic or the agroecology where the agroecology way builds the soil mm. so as you continue production goes up but with fertilizer and chemical inputs is going down every yes. time you have to add more to get production to add production so it was a good investment for them they gave you for free for two years yes they've hooked yes. you for the next yes. 30 years yes yeah. so you can see there's um there must be a trick somewhere you know there's nothing for free nowadays and um for us who are lucky enough to get the free milk from um, <laughs> the president way, mm. I think um, it ended over there. So it's important that we are saying um, they. Um, who are they? You know, we we say you know uh, the people who are pushing this agenda. It's mostly but who are these people? Multinationals. Yes. Uh, that are very big in the seed industry. They are big in the fertilizer industry. They are big even in the input and chem and the and the chemicals, pesticide, herbicide industry. Mm. Yes, and I'm sure you know most of them. Mm. These are uh, multinationals. Yeah. So on that point, you know, we've seen um, the GMO debate. It's it's very high in the West, especially in the US. You know, they've been growing for quite a while, mm. and uh, most of the criticism or people label against the GMO supporters is that um, you know they have a lot of money so for example if you see the Monsatos which you know are being labeled as the giants behind GMOs mm. um, they have a lot of budgets and recently they got matched with a bear mm. so you're seeing uh, we've seen their effects that they have in the um, in the Western in, in the West especially mm. in the US mm. and these um, accusation of them you know it's a revolving door between the fda the, the national regulation body mm -hmm. and the Monsantos. now they are able to have a grasp of that sector so they control it in terms of um, the seeds if there's uh, a major thing uh, or proposition that needs to be passed they are easy to influence and um, have their effect on so we are seeing the same same people coming into the country so for example sure. you're seeing them uh, setting up camps here in kenya are you seeing or are you worried that they may have the same effect uh, in the country in terms of uh, pushing forward to the growing of GMOs? Yes, I agree with you. Uh, these companies, uh, once they are, they get a grip, mm. you know, at the end of the day, the population has to have food. You know, big revolutions yeah. have come up because of food. Yes. If you can't give us bread and you can't give us cake, you remember the, the French... Uh, mm. <laughs> the French... Uh, revolution yeah. was about the issue of the bread or cake yeah. and the people said we want bread she was like give them cake mm. uh if they can control the food industry yeah. they control the economy because the government for example like uh two years ago is it last two years ago when uh, there was a food last year i think mm. there was food there was not much food the government gave money and removed even the taxes on maize yeah. because at the end of the day you cannot rule over people who are hungry 
true. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that revolving door, and uh, uh, you're very right. Yeah. And then the consolidation of power among the, the companies, the like uh, the buyout of uh, Monsanto by Bayer, mm. and they changed their name to Bayer yeah. because the name Monsanto was becoming too too wrong for everyone. Yes. Too wrong for everyone. Mm. Uh, so you find it's now a big conglomerate. Yeah. It can, uh, their budget is several times the budget of Kenya in a year. Mm. Uh, wow. In the US already they are controlling the agriculture industry, like yeah. you say, the revolving door. So if you open the door for them here in Kenya, mm. we are still a developing country. Yeah. It can be very dangerous for us. If you look, for example, at uh, issues related to seed, mm. already we have uh, our seed laws that are UPOV 1991 compliant. Mm. These laws are very punitive on smallholder farmers. They yeah. do not recognize smallholder farmers as breeders. They have a provision for what they call seed inspectors. So the seed inspector can come to your farm yeah. because you grew your local maize, but your neighbor grew maize that is uh, uh, maybe a hybrid. Yeah and they cross, and we come and test your maze and we see our gene in your maze, you will pay for it. Wow. Yeah. It does not allow exchange of seed, it doesn't allow smallholder farmers, it does not recognize their contribution to breeding. Mm. And as if you if you see, smallholder farmers are treated as people who don't know anything, and they have been breeding and feeding us mm. for since many time. years, since time immemorial. Yeah. And so it's important that even in our seed laws, we look at these issues. Mm and stand firm. Hmm? Yeah. Kenya, uh, Uganda and Tanzania have some special provision which they call quality declared seed, QDS. Mm. This quality declared seed can be exchanged among uh, several, in, a, in an area like seven villages can exchange seeds. Yeah. But in Kenya it's very punitive. It is just that in some places it has not been implemented fully, but if it is implemented fully, it is going to open a door yeah. for the multinationals and local seed will mm. lose them. Already we are talking about biodiversity loss. When companies control these seeds, it will be reduced to just a mere, a few, a few seeds that you can use mm. and you pay for them dearly to do production. Yeah. And that is a very dangerous part for a company. Yeah. If you look at the case of Green Johnson and Roundup, yes. The active ingredient is called glyphosate. Mm. Glyphosate has been declared by the World Health Organization as a possible carcinogen. It is widely used in Kenya yes. as Roundup or because the patent on glyphosate is, is not there, huh. you'll find it in other names like Weedle, yeah. local names. Eh? <laughs> yes. uh, Local so names the, that are used. Yeah, the active ingredients in the Yes, and you can see the, the rising cases of cancer in the country. Yeah. Because you as a farmer upstream, you're using Roundup, you're using Weedle. Yeah. It flows down when it rains. It comes to the water, water bodies. Mm. We all drink from that river. So even if you, you're trying to protect yourself, unless the government is very strict, some of these chemicals that are used in Kenya have been banned in Europe. Yeah. In Europe, they were used in the days of the World War to make bombs. They have nowhere to take these chemicals. So dump them in Africa. Yeah. Get the ones being used to as, 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 as a dumping ground and you're buying for it. Yeah. And you go and you spray uh, your tomatoes. You go to the market, the tomatoes are even smelling of the chemicals. Yeah. The chemicals are even banned in Europe. Because they were being used in the days of the World War to make bombs and they have nowhere to take these chemicals. Yeah. And so we are using them and it's affecting our health. Look at the cancer cases. 
every family is yeah, has been affected. Very, yes. They have a person who has cancer. The cost of treatment is so high. Mm. It's depleting resources. People are selling their properties because of these chemicals. And for us, as the Kenya Biodiversity Coalition, mm. we stand and say we are promoting agroecology. Let us go back. It will take time, yeah. but let us practice agriculture that feeds us and renovates, reinvigorates the soils mm. for the future generation. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's very important also you've mentioned about um, the pesticides and the effect that it has. Uh, one of the um, things that are labeled towards GMO is that uh, they'll be able to reduce the amount of chemicals that, you know, will be used in their growing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've seen that's, that's not the case, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, the um, South Africa, there was a report that came out uh, since 2005, 2012, there is an increase um, in terms of you know the amount of chemicals they've been using from 10 million uh, was it gallons of pesticides to over 20. so clearly there is um, a disconnect there um so that is a, that's another worry in terms of the effect that we know that are already happening when someone is exposed to these chemicals for for a long long time um as as a country what are some of the things that you see we can learn from um the Africans were because there are some African countries which are already doing GMOs, South Africa, Burkina Faso, Egypt. Egypt. So, what are some of the lessons that you see we can draw from those countries? I think uh, the evidence, uh, especially related to BT cotton and BT maize, uh, for example, in Kenya, the maize variety that is being pushed uh, yeah. to be introduced is a variety called Mono H10. Is what they are testing in Kiboko. Yeah. And uh, where which are, has been put under what they used to call the water efficient maze for Africa. Yeah. Unfortunately, Monate 10 failed in South Africa. They had to do a stacked variety. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that there, there's been an application in South Africa for a triple stacked variety. Mm-hmm. Double didn't didn't work. Uh-huh. So, so before, before we continue, <laughs> stacked, what does that mean? You know, Two GM me. varieties mixed together. Mm. So Mon 810 and I think Mon 8, uh, I would have to confirm. Yeah. A stack would be Mon 810 and Mon 8, maybe, I think it's so 89. Different, different GMOs. Different genes that are inserted Two into are double. Yes. Yeah. Three okay. are triple stack. So mm. uh, the Mon 810 failed. It's a single, single trait. Yeah. Then double failed. The, the Monsanto had applied for a triple stacked mm. and the, I think the regulatory agency was tired and they refused. They said, we are not going to approve this. Yeah. Bonnet 10 was banned in, in France and several European countries and okay. it's a variety that we are being pushed for here. Mm. It's even a variety that is old age. The, 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 <laughs> the, the <laughs> patent on it has been lifted. It's over 20 years. Yeah. So it's actually a to make dump people. We are being told we are being helped, but it's dumped on you. Huh? Okay. It's been dumped on us. We think it's new. Yeah, and we think it's new. It's nothing new. It's something that has been dumped on us. Uh-huh. The challenges of uh, uh, super weeds and super pests hmm. has been evident with BT cotton, even yeah. BT maize, because uh, they say it will reduce pesticide use of the number of times that you spray, but in reality, in South Africa, you increase. Hmm. The population, for example, in South Africa has realized the importance of going organic. Mm. So the growing movement of, of agroecology has yes. really grown because yeah. people are tired of these chemicals. We want to protect our health. Yeah. Even in Kenya, the movement towards organic and practicing agroecology mm. 
the practice has really moved forward because of these challenges that you see. Yeah. Furthermore, if you look, for example, in the US, the case of Dwayne Johnson, this guy who sued Monsanto because yeah. of Roundup yeah. and was awarded uh, 200 million USD. Mm. That is becoming quite evident. If you look at, for example, at Argentina, those plantations, you know the challenge with the, when you're growing the GM, you have yeah. to do it as a monocrop. You yes. cannot start mixing it with things. Yeah. And if you look at Argentina, where they do huge maize plantations, they spray even with small aeroplanes. The effect on the population, people dying of cancer, disease that cannot be understood, yeah. children dying, is a big challenge. Yes. If you look, for example, at a chemical called 2,4-D, it's used especially in wheat production. Even here in, in, uh, in uh, Narok, uh -huh. 2,4-D is a product of Agent Orange, which was used uh -huh. in Vietnam during the war. And we actually saw its effect on people. Children being born without limbs. Yeah. It's a big problem. Roundup now is being used as uh, to dry. It's so sad that you find a wheat farm because the, the 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 farmer wants everything to dry uniformly. Yeah. You spray Roundup and it dries uniformly. We are all at risk. We are eating chemicals. Wow. And so it's important that as a Kenyan, as a consumer, we stand up for our rights mm. and demand that this country does not accept GMOs. It bans these toxin chemicals and we go back organic. Yes. Promotion by the government of organic yeah. and diversification of our food products. Yeah. It's not just about maize. We can eat so many other products. But now, even the government in its policies just talks about maize, mm. which is a sad situation. So, yes, um, it's very important you've been able to highlight, you know, some of the developments and the things that are happening, um, especially in the development of GMOs in Kenya and in Africa at large. Uh, so, what is your advice? What's the way forward that, um, as Kenyans, we can be able to take? I think uh, our call to action yeah. uh, to move towards uh, promotion of agroecology. Yes. In July uh, this year, we're going to have a big conference uh, on uh, agroecology, yeah. the East Africa Agroecology Conference. Yeah. Uh, already in Kiambuka County Government, they have declared that they are going to practice agroecology. We are working with the Minister of Agriculture there. The steps may be small, yeah. but we are promoting agroecology, which is all-encompassing, mm. where we want the Kenyan population to have what we call food sovereignty, yes. not food security. Food security could mean you're eating maize, 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 maize every day. Mm. Food sovereignty, you have a right to choice yeah. related to your cultural aspects, uh, uh, your needs and everything. Taste. You have your tastes, you have a right to that. Yeah. And you can only achieve that with agroecology. Let us go back to the foundation. Yes. Uh, you, as a, for example, a young man, if you have a small plot of land mm. behind your house, are you growing vegetables for your children? Mm. Why should you buy every day? Yeah. Uh, how are you promoting urban? Because at the end of the day, the most affected people, especially the urban poor, who have to buy food mm. that is sometimes not very good because of the high residue levels in it. Yeah. When it's rejected at GKI, the French beans are rejected at GKI, they end up in the local they end up in the local market. Yeah, yeah. Because Europe is very strict in terms of the things. So everything that's rejected there is returned here. Mm. Which is very wrong because we are killing ourselves slowly 
And for us, we want to call on the practice of agroecology in Kenya for biodiversity conservation. Number two, we urge the government to keep the ban on GMOs on and take it a, a step further. Mm. Declare Kenya a country that's going to promote organic farming and yeah. agroecology. Yes. We, GMOs will not take us anywhere. Even for growing, if you want to revive the cotton industry, we are better off moving with the conventional varieties. Because yes. once we go the GMO way, we are going to affect our farmer livelihoods, mm. our socioeconomics, and even our health. Because mm. these foods are not fit for human consumption. Yes. They are not proved that they will not cause damage to our, to our systems. Mm. And urging the government, these chemicals that are brought into Kenya, some yeah. which are banned even in Europe, can we have them banned in Kenya? Yes. We don't need those chemicals. We are being used as a dumping ground yeah. for chemicals that are in stores and people have nowhere to take them. So we as the Kenya Biodiversity Coalition remain steadfast in our call for the yeah. government of Kenya yeah. to release the Thyro report so that we all know what Professor Kihumu Thyro mm. and his team, this, uh, the decisions they made or the recommendations they made. Yeah. And we believe that Kenya will remain GMO free. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So thank you very much for having us and thank, thank you, you very much for, for your time. Mm. Um, any any programs, any you may want people to to hear about what you, Kenya Biodiversity is doing? Uh, we have a lot of things we are doing even at the county level but uh, to remind you that in July yeah. the National, the East Africa Agroecology Conference will be taking place at the Safari Park Hotel. Yeah. We'll be talking agroecology, reduce pesticide use, reduce the chemical use, yeah. and we call on everyone to plan to attend. It's uh, if you visit the Biovision website yeah. and the Pelham Kenya website, you'll find all the information. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again. Asante for sana. Us. It's a pleasure, and it's, it's a conversation that. Clearly, a lot of people are going to get a lot of insights uh, to information that they wouldn't um, obviously get on the service level. And thank you for your time and for delving deep. Thank and, you, uh, and Karibu Tena. Many yeah. more times we talk and uh, speak more on these issues. Ladies and gentlemen, what a conversation that was. I mean, um, we were very able to discuss and get to understand what exactly. Uh, biodiversity is and where we are in the country um, about biodiversity what's happening what's government doing what us as individuals and different organizations are really doing in the biodiversity sector so we discovered really there's a lot of developments that are going on from the government and from private sector really to try and conserve our biodiversity and of course um can see some of the challenges we have in climate change is real. A lot of plastics nowadays being found everywhere. So, you know, there's a danger to our biodiversity, especially when we look at the oceans, you know, our, um, um, you know, our biodiversity in the ocean is really reducing to due to the plastics that are really, really big um, in this place. So it's very, very important that we talk about biodiversity to understand broad broad perspective not only from the plant um, perspective but also from the animals perspective so it's a wide wide variety um, of biodiversity really um, and which is really really at the core of what we are as humans for example if you look at even us as Kenyans right 
we are 42 different um, tribes it's biodiversity can you imagine that so we are rich in biodiversity so biodiversity is really the core of um, who we are as um, human beings of course we touched a little bit about um, GMOs we tried to really explain what GMOs is and uh, what are some of the effects what are what can we learn really from um, some of the countries that have really grown this kind of um, produce and what should we really expect from it so it was an eye-opening sadly for me I'm learning a few things here and there of course and then you know as always as we say at organic adventures you have to get ready to experience um that organic magic so of course remember this conversation continues on our social media let us know what you think of this conversation and what are some of the things that you don't agree with or you actually agree with so let us know in the comments and um also in uh, on our social media platforms really on facebook twitter instagram you name it where they are visit our website uh organic adventures tutorial you've got a lot of news um and there are a lot of information that you can be able to learn from it so ladies and gentlemen without further ado remember to share this particular podcast and um can give us ratings really whatever you're listening from whether it's soundcloud um where it is um Apple Podcasts, wherever you are listening from, so make sure you give us um, a bit of your feedback. So, ladies and gentlemen, without uh, further ado, 